All right, welcome back everybody. It is a new year, a fresh start, a brand new day. And I'm excited to be here with you and to talk about a new word that you may not see as fresh and exciting, <laughs> but is important nonetheless to have conversations with our elementary school students about. You can hear Beth laughing in the background because um, we've had lots of conversations about how to be parents with this word in our lives. So um, I'm excited to be here today to talk to you about self-control. And mm. self-control is a word for January for Core Essential Values, which is a curriculum company that that works with pre-K through 12th grade schools uh, and provides resources each month around a word that we think is really important that we can help elementary age students in particular uh, figure out what that means in their own lives and how it can be part of changing the whole world around them. So, um, and I have with me each month, this month included Dr. Beth Trammell. Beth, would you introduce yourself for everybody? Yes. So my name is Dr. Beth Trammell, and I'm a licensed psychologist and the associate professor of psychology at Indiana University East and the creator of Make Words Matter for Good. So we are connected in our love for words, kind of except for this one in my own life. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, yeah, actually, I'd like to just eat Oreos. Same. I, I was going to say, I think we are connected in our dislike for this one. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Yeah. So this month, when we are talking about self-control with elementary students, we are talking about choosing to do what you should do even when you don't want to. And Beth, you're right. Oreos are what I want to choose, but sometimes I should choose some things with a higher nutritional value than Oreos. So I think that this word is talking about things like that, things as simple as what you choose to fuel your body with after school, but it's also talking about a lot bigger things that have a much bigger impact in the lives of our kids in the way that they interact with themselves and others. So let's dig right into that. What should parents know about using self-control um, as a parent and in parenting skills with their elementary kids? Yeah, so I love how our uh, our sort of way of describing this word includes the choice, right? So our elementary age kids, um, despite it maybe feeling like to them that they don't have a choice to follow the rules or not, they really do have a choice and often make the right choice, particularly in school, but maybe not always at home. I know I can picture some some parents rolling their eyes already, like, well, she doesn't know my kid. He doesn't follow the rules at home. Um, but yeah, I really, <laughs> I really appreciate that we focus on, you might not always want to make the right choice. You know, there are lots of moments where I don't want to make the right choice. And sometimes I think we forget that our elementary age kids have that, that will in them to want to make their own choice, even if it's not the right one, you know, yeah. we're like on this power trip a little bit. And we're like, you have to follow the rules and I set the rules and you must respect me. And really while that um, may be necessary to kind of shape your child's behavior in a way that, um, you know, you kind of have to live at home. We also really have to focus on allowing them to develop the self-control. And so talking to them about how they are making the right choice for themselves or the best choice or whatever by following some of the rules, but then also honoring that some of the time, what we say, one, is going to be hard for them, but also in their mind may not be what's best for them right now. 
Yeah, absolutely. That, that's a really great point to remember that, um, you know, it's even though it feels like it in our house, it's it's not necessarily a dictatorship. They do have choice. Um, and what we want to develop in them is the ability to make the right choice when right. those options come to them. Right. So simply making compliant kids may feel really good in the moment when they're first grade, fourth grade, whatever. But ultimately what we want are young adults and adults who know how to weigh options and make right choices. So how do we create an atmosphere for that in our homes? Yeah. So giving choice when we can, right. And mm-hmm. saying, yeah. um, you know, Hey mom, can I have an entire bag of M&Ms? Yeah. <laughs> well, So what I know is that your belly is going to hurt after this. And so I think, and I know that the right decision is for you to, to say, no, I I shouldn't eat this entire king size bag of M&Ms, but you can choose what you want to do with your body. Now, if you're going to tell them at the end of the day, like, no, you can't have the M&Ms, then don't give the choice. But if they do have a choice, then you can try to give them a choice. I think beyond that, in as many ways as we can try to um, tell them they've made a good choice mm, in, yeah. uh, you know, kind of following what we have set out for them or advocating for themselves in a way that we are proud of them for, you know, sometimes my kids are like, Hey, can I actually do that in five minutes? Because I want to finish, you know, doing this game on my whatever And honestly, like if I have the flexibility, then I allow that instead of being kind of a dictator about it. Because again, at the end of the day, what I want to teach them to do is to be able to make choices for themselves and to realize that part of the give and take of parent-child relationships is, is respecting their time and respecting my time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. Um, allowing some flexibility where possible for them to be able to make choices. So then the next question is that naturally at some points, they're not going to make the right choice. So how do we teach through making the wrong choice or do we ever let them make the wrong choice? Do we stop them before it gets that far? How do we navigate wrong choices? Yeah, it's so good. This age group is especially so good for this conversation. So yes, I think if we can allow the wrong choice, we should, because it's not our job to protect our kids from every wrong thing that's going to happen. It's our job to continue to teach them how to navigate what's going to happen in their world eventually. But if it's going to have major negative consequences, like they're going to break their arm or they're going to be in some sort of physical or even social or emotional harm, then it, it is our job to try to protect them from that. Now, if they've already made the wrong decision and are kind of coming back to it, it's our job to then kind of debrief with them, right? Process with them. Hey, how did that decision work out for you? And in fact, most weeks when I'm seeing clients in therapy, that's what we do. You know, I have the parent come in and they say, he made all of these wrong choices and he did this and he did this and he did this. And then my job is to sit down with my third grader and say, okay, so tell me what happened when you were in math class and the kid came up to you and he said you were stupid and then you punched him in the face. How'd Mm -hmm. that go? And what decision looking back do you think you should have made otherwise? You know, so in what ways can we promote self-control by going over the wrong decisions 
Um, because for a lot of us, that's how we learn self-control, right? We're like, oh, snap, I got on the scale. Shouldn't have ate those cupcakes over the weekend. All 12 of them yeah. are gone. Yeah. Now I've yeah, learned so I need that. Absolutely. So what I think I hear you saying is that sometimes making the wrong choices is an okay thing at this age when they're not going to harm themselves or others because learning from the consequences is just as important, maybe more important than learning yeah. from an adult's words. Yeah. I mean, peers are the, the best influence in some ways about changing our kids' behavior because they have more power in some ways than we do, right? So if your kid yeah. sees his peer doing something and then they're like, well, mom's been telling me to do that, but now that you're doing it, I think I will. You know, you're yeah. like, yeah, it's not like I haven't been telling you that for the last six times. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is this is great. Okay, so I think we could talk a lot longer about this. I think there are a lot more ideas, but I feel like on top of the regular resolutions and all of the things that are happening this year, th this is a, enough. This is a bite size <clears throat> for parents to think about um, just having conversations about self-control, naming choices, letting natural consequences happen, and then learning self-control in the future from those feels like a really manageable thing to start talking about this month. So anything else you would add or go for it? Well, I think one last thing is that this age group is really focused on fairness. And so I think that's the other part that is included in our sort of description of this, right? That it might not feel fair to your kids if we're telling them this is the decision you need to make, even though you don't really want to, right? So how many times have we said, you know, you, so for instance, my younger two boys, I have uh, a 14, a 12 year old, uh, an eight year old and a six year old. And my younger two boys have to go to bed earlier than my, my older two kids do. And so I'm like, yeah, you guys have to go to bed earlier and that's the right decision because their bodies are younger and they need more sleep, but it doesn't seem fair. Right. So I guess what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of giving parents a warning to say, don't fall into the rabbit hole of trying to like convince your kid that fairness doesn't matter because for this age group, fairness matters a lot. So if they're like, this isn't fair, don't go into like, well, life's not fair and you better just get used to it. Like just come back to focusing on it's the right decision for you and your body that you have to go to sleep. So go ahead and go on upstairs. Yeah. Just don't get trapped in the fairness whole shenanigan, <laughs> you know? Yeah. My kids are a little older than that, but that's a great warning because I definitely remember those conversations for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we will come back in February with a different word <clears throat> and a whole new focus. But in the meantime, if people want to know more about Core Essentials, you can check us out at coreessentials.org or on our social media at CE Values. And what about you, Beth? So um, they can find me on my website at makewordsmatterforgood.com. I also have a podcast and a Facebook uh, page as well as just a little bit of stuff going on on Instagram. And now I'm expanding to TikTok, even though it frightens me to death. That's amazing. I know I'm going to check that out. I, get, I can't it's wait to terrifying. see that. So hopefully everybody else will too. <laughs> I love it. You're, you're starting new things in the new year, making some new choices. I love it. I can't wait to hear how it goes. Right. All right. Well, we'll check back in in February with a new word and some new ideas. We'll see you then. Okay. See ya.